I love the baobab tree, which is mostly found in, in Africa. Um, and it's, to me, it has this very spiritual meaning of like this tree that goes, that grows in like really dry areas, but it also holds so much water. So it kind of waters everything around it. And the sense of like, this is what being human should be about. It's like that even when we're going through really hard times that, that we can also nourish the people around us, you know, by whatever we do. And for me, it's like music is um, my way of like nourishing, you know, not only myself, but the people that I get to sing to. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Brie is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Brie's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Brie is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. What is going on? This is Bree Noble, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And today, I have a fantastic interview that I know is going to inspire you with Naomi Washira. She is from Seattle, Washington, and I love her story because she's a single mom, and she is doing music full time. And I can't wait for you guys to hear how she's making this happen. So here's a little bit of information about Naomi Washira. Originally from Kenya, Afro-folk singer-songwriter Naomi Washira now lives in Seattle, Washington. She has released two EPs, African Girl in 2012 and I Am Because You Are in 2015, and a self-titled full-length album in 2014. Her upcoming album, Song of Lament, was released on June 2, 2017. It is a testament to Washira's full embrace of her creative power and its ability to spread goodness to a world churning with chaos and self-inflicted woes born out of fear and mistrust. Here is my interview with Naomi Washira. So that's a little bit about Naomi Washira. So Naomi, is there anything about you that's maybe a little interesting or quirky that's not mentioned in your bio that you think our listeners should know? Um, I think it would be fascinating for people to know that I'm a single mom. I'm a full-time single mom and, um, and I'm doing this, you know, while trying to be a good mother and also, you know, follow my dreams. And so that, yeah, that's an interesting aspect about my life. I think that's amazing. How old is your, you have a daughter, right? Yes. Yes. She's seven years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. I started my career, my real music career when I was, my daughter was two. So I totally get that. Yeah. So we'll definitely get, dig into that in a minute, but let me find out how you got started in music and a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Kenya and um, actually started um, singing when I was about five years old. Um, And I sang with my parents in a choir and I just remember, like, all I remember is, like, this sense of, like, this is where I belong on stage. Um, and then, you know, my parents were your typical kind of African parents. And they're like, yeah, music is really not a thing you do. That's a hobby. <laughs> um, and so they kind of kept pushing me, you know, towards, like, a real job. And, um, and you know, when I moved to the States back in 96, um, attended college to, you know, to study communications. And because my dad wanted me to be a broadcaster. Um, and uh, it wasn't until I, I hit, like, I had my daughter when I was 32, I believe. Um, 
that music really came back in full force. Like it was almost like this huge knock on my door that I could not ignore that calling anymore. Um, and that's when I started um, really considering ways that I could, you know, actually do music as a, as a full-time job and a full-time career. Um, and that was, a, you know, it took about, when I was 35 is when I finally sort of quit my full-time job and um, decided to, you know, completely give my time into music. And it's been five years and a crazy journey. And I'm really grateful that I get to do this. Wow. That's amazing. So what was that knock on your door? What made you just decide, like, I really need to pursue this. I can't ignore this passion any longer. Yeah. I think it was just like the, the, the this, the reality that I was responsible for another human being. Um, and this sense that if, if she was going to turn out okay, I needed to be okay with my own soul and with my own, you know, the reason why I was created and, and, for me, music was the, was it. Like, it's the thing that brought me the most joy. It's the thing that made me feel at peace with myself. It's the thing that I knew that I was actually contributing to the world in in a in a better way. Um, and so, yeah. So, I think her her birth was sort of like the the beginning of that catalyst of um, finally deciding to to pursue music. And I find that really interesting because it could have gone either way. Like you could have felt like now I'm responsible for this person. I have to right? give up my music and go for a real job and create stability and security and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, for me, it just, it wasn't that way. I, I just felt like I've, and thank God, like I was wired that way that I was just like, no, I gotta go for the thing that, you know, creates. And my parents were like really confused. Um, and, <laughs> you know, they were like, what? You have a child and you have to support her. But I was just like, for me, I have to do this. Like it literally is, I have to do this because this is what I was created to do. And um, yeah, and I'm grateful that, you know, that I listened to my inner voice and, um, and followed this path. So what did you end up doing with your communications degree? Uh, well, it kind of helps me be a good public speaker, <laughs> I think. Uh, so what know, job, but, oh, absolutely, as a performer, you definitely have to be able to yeah, speak in public. That's really Absolutely. Important. Yeah. So it's helped me, you know, I'm really comfortable in front of a video camera because I, you know, I had to learn how to broadcast news. And, and um, so I think, yeah, those are the things that I benefited from, from that program. Is So did you actually go into broadcasting as a job? No, actually I didn't. Mm-hmm. I ended up working, I uh, worked at, uh, as an assistant, an admin assistant for seven years after that. Um, Cause I was really, I was just really lost, you know, in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really know what I was doing here. It's and- just like such a common thing, lost in your twenties. I was yeah, the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but at least I earned money, you know, I was good right. at what I did and, but not really content with my life. And, and it, thank, you know, it took me a while to finally be like, okay, the buck stops here. You know, mm. um, there's only so much money you can earn and be miserable. Like I want to be able to enjoy the money that I make. And, and I couldn't do that when every day I was just like, oh my God, my soul is, you know, getting sucked out. And, Ugh, amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, you are a full-time musician and you've been a full-time musician for five years. So what does that look like? Since we are, you know, female entrepreneur musician, I like to ask people that uncomfortable question of like, where does your money come from? What do your income streams look like? Are you actually paying, you know, all your bills with music? Do you have some kind of side things or do you have some music related side things? Uh, yeah, all my income comes from music. Um, I generally tend to make more with fees, like what, you know, sort of whether it's like a guarantee that I, that I, um, strike with whatever show that I'm doing. Um, 
that's like my biggest source of income. And I tend to like do, because I think my music is very much geared towards community and people and, and um, reminding us of our humanity and why we're here. I tend to do a lot of um, nonprofit events um, and Seattle has a lot of those. And, and those are really great. Cause like, you know, I can quote them a fee and most of them are able to pay that. Um, and then CD sales are like my other sort of like my next level of income is I'm um, selling CDs and um, I just started doing merch. I hadn't, for some reason I hadn't thought about doing merch for a while and it just mm. recently started selling t-shirts and, um, and just, and you know, and my thing is like, I want to, I, I, the whole thing is like, you always want to be unique and, and give something to people that, you know, they wouldn't find anywhere else or whatever. So it's always trying to come up with, cool ideas and I designed my own t-shirts and things like that. And so do you um, put like messages from your songs? Cause your songs have great messages. So I would imagine people would want to wear those. Yeah, actually the, the, the recent one that I, that I created and I had a, a friend help me uh, is from one of my songs called I am because you are. Um, and it's, it's, so that's the whole, ma- and it's like this tree, like I love the baobab tree, which is mostly found in, in Africa. Um, and it's, to me, it has this very spiritual meaning of like this tree that goes, that grows in like really dry areas, but it also holds so much water. So it kind of waters everything around it. And the sense of like, this is what being human should be about. It's like that even when we're going through really hard times that, that we can also nourish the people around us, you know, by whatever we do. And for me, it's like music is um, my way of like nourishing, you know, not only myself, but the people that I get to sing to or whatever. So mm. um, I love that perspective. And I'm yeah. sure many people would like to share that perspective, which is why you're successful at selling merch. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then just like um, online, you know, I distribute my distribution through like iTunes and um, I think iTunes has definitely been my, my better um, sort of like, I sell more stuff on iTunes than I do like on Amazon. Um, and I've got like, good number of listeners on Spotify. So that's another um, source of income. And so that, yeah, that's about, that's about it. I, I've not had, I've done some voiceovers here, but it's been a while since I've done that. Mm. Um, but a lot of literally hundred percent of my income comes from, um, from my music. That's awesome. So as far as the, the venues that you play, I mean, I love that you play nonprofits. I loved doing that when I performed. Yeah. Um, what are some other types of venues you play? I, I saw on your website, you play festivals and house concerts. So you want to yes. like, let people know, you know, what you love about those kind of different kinds of venues that you play? Yeah. I mean, house concerts, I'm a huge fan of house concerts because I think I'm not, I'm really not one of those people that likes to play in bars because to me it's just it just sucks uh-huh. the soul out of I me know. you know <laughs> and they're not listening anyway right oh I know wow. and it's like and for me I'm just like I'm, I'm a messenger like that's how I see my my work is like this message that I'm sharing with people and when people are just talking I'm like uh, yeah that's that's not my ideal environment and so that's why I've sort of gone more towards house concerts because uh, I love the listening environment and, the, and, and it becomes this sharing of a community of people gathered together um and and i i try to make my house concerts almost become like a conversation and like mm. people can ask me questions we can talk about whatever like if something you know if, if somebody has a thought like i welcome them to share what they're thinking or how they're feeling or um and so it, it does create like because my music is really about like how do we shed our labels that we've sort of piled on each other whether it's the color of your skin or your religion or whatever how do we sort of 
strip those and just see each other for, for who we really are and our stories and where we come from and who we want to be. Um, because you do realize that they're all the same. Like everybody wants to be loved and respected and, and have purpose. And yeah, so that's the thing I love about about house concerts is that it does create that really safe environment. Yeah, it was really um, serendipitous that I saw on your site that you did that because I didn't know that when I decided to do this interview. And I was like, oh, that's awesome because I'm a huge yeah. proponent of house concerts. I even have a course called Profitable House Concerts. Mm. And I am always trying to convince indie artists to do them. What is your best way for finding hosts for house concerts? Is it just uh, fan base or? Yeah, well, through my fan base. Um, and then I just recently joined um, Concerts in Your Home. Mm. Um, so that's been like the, the, what, the avenue that I've been, you know, trying to find house concerts. And then there's also Fanswell um, that I'm also part of. Um, and I've not really, wor- I've not spent a lot of time on there. I've, I've gotten one show from that, but I've not really focused on getting shows through that. Um, but I feel like there's so many, like I've, I just saw one recently, um, I think it's called Lo-Fi and it's based in Denmark and it's kind of like the same thing where they're trying to, you know, host, um, different artists that are coming through, um, Europe. And so, yeah, those are the different ways that I tried to, to find house concerts. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely recommend those in my course, but to me, the best way is to go through your fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you start doing them, the word kind of gets out. And people oh, I know. come yeah. to them are like, oh, I want to have this at my house. Yeah. It's so crazy. I just did one recently where I was trying to get, uh, I had two shows for my summer tour, that two dates that I hadn't been able to book. Um, and so I just reached out and I was like, hey, if anybody is in Boston or DC, I'm looking to fill these two dates. And it was so crazy because I literally got probably 10 different offers for other like states that I'm actually going to be going on tour oh. later in the fall. And I'm like, how amazing is this? Like there goes, you know, like I'm 10 days now added to my tour. Right. Um, and it's just incredible. And it's like so easy. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I think people always like, Oh, what does that mean? Like, do I have to hire a sound crew? And I'm just like, no, it's like, it's just opening your home, you know, and you have to feel comfortable with that, obviously. Right. Um, but it's just opening your home and you can just invite your friends and family, coworkers, and that's it. And I get to come sing and share and, you know, and, and we call it a night and, and people Absolutely. are loving it so far. So. Do you do the donation model or? Yes, I do. Model? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I prefer yeah. that myself. Yeah. Cause I feel like when you do that, it kind of allows people like you, to me, it's like you kind of give the power back to the people and be like, Absolutely. okay, like you don't what? want to take away from them. Like yes. what, their experience is a hundred dollar experience. Let them give that. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I think, I think that's really empowering for them to be like, oh, I can give like wh- how much, like what did this do for me? You know? And it's like, if it really did something for them, like they'll be willing to, you know, give whatever, whatever they can. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I, I like. to. And then the, the, there's some people that like, I'll just pay, like the host is like, I'll just pay you a flat base. And like, then I'll just quote them like, okay, fine. If you, that's your route. Right. And if they're uncomfortable asking their friends to pay, then, then we'll just do like a flat rate and, you know, so like there are different ways to do it. And I think that's the, that's the thing I love about it. It's like that it gives everybody a sense of ownership and power in this process and um which as a musician you don't, you don't really get that when you're booking venues that and so true you, you know feel powerless so often yeah because you're just like okay i guess that's what i'm gonna do even though it's not my optimum 
you know, yeah, it's not desire. really fair. And you yeah, know, but if I want to play, and yeah, this is giving the power back to the indie artist, which I absolutely yes. love about it. Yes, absolutely. So let me ask you: You're talking about touring. How do you take your daughter with you on tour? How does that work? This is, will actually be the first time that um, she gets to go on tour with me. Mm. Um, so that's going to be an interesting. And one of the things that I try to do is because I like to have her um, come with me to almost a, to every show. I've tried to like do unconventional venues, you know, and which is why I'm doing like a lot of house concerts. And um, I've reached out to friends that I've done, you know, whether they have, like they have a gallery, like an art, you know, an art mm. gallery. And I'm just like, hey, would you like to host a show here? Or can I play a show here? I have a friend who owns a pie shop in Portland. Oh, cool. And I'm like, hey, is it okay if I come and do a show here? And she's like, yeah. And f- so for me, it was like this intentionality of like, I want to be able to bring my daughter anywhere and everywhere I go and feel comfortable with that. And yeah, it's so like, so like, that's what I've done. It's, and it's just been incredible. Like, um, just the opportunities that have opened up, like, you know, when I've sort of like stepped out of like the norm of like, I have to play a music venue and I get like, there's some benefit to that, but I think for me, like music is about music and it's about connecting with people. And to me, that's like my first priority is connecting with people. And then my daughter is comfortable and safe and yeah. And then the rest, has just kind of fallen in very, very easily. Yeah, that is so smart. I mean, I know when I was touring with my daughter, we did, I did a lot of mom's groups, mm. women's groups. I did um, nonprofit, you know, like you said, and like galas. So she got to go to like these fancy galas and dress yeah. up and it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She loves it. Yeah. That's amazing. Cool. So we have a lot of struggling musicians that listen to this show. And I would love to hear from you a story from the early days, like when you first decided to go out on your own and do music. And, you know, maybe you felt like, I don't know, is this going to work? Like, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. I'm not making any progress. How did you get through that time? And, you know, what did you learn from it? Yeah, Um, I actually, I think the toughest time I've had was two years ago. This was like in 2015. And I remember I was in Germany, I was in Berlin and it was like one of those, like I, just the way the shows were put together, like, um, I, I, I went for two days where I literally had zero money, like could not even buy food. And thankfully I had a place to stay, which was great. And that, I think that was like the first time that I was just like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? I'm in a foreign country. I have no money. And just because of like how I'd organized shows, like it was going to be two days before, like, you know, I would make like the next whatever. And, and I really, like, I really hit like, I think the worst rock, like rock bottom I've hit in my career. And um, I just really questioned, I'm like, what, what am I doing here? Like this, this is crazy. And, um, and those two days, I mean, they were rough, like, just it was just like dark darkness everywhere and like I would wake up every night like in just sheer panic because I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna you know find ways to eat or whatever and um um and two days after that I went back my sister was I was staying with my sister in Hamburg and I went back to her house and I was literally ready to call it quits Mm. and it was so crazy because that was that week was the week that I birthed Song of Lament, which is the album that's coming out. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, and I'm not sure why, but, um, but that's just how it happened. And I, one of the songs that I wrote, um, which is on the album is called Run, Run, Run. And it was this whole idea of like, almost like the universe reminding me, like you have a light to share. And no matter what happens, no matter how scared, no matter 
how insecure you feel. Like you cannot let those things determine like you needing to spread this light. And it was like, you, you cannot give up now. Like you cannot give up now. And so, and so that was like the beauty of it. It's like, and that's how I ended up sort of like overcoming. Um, it was almost like this very spiritual experience for me, like hitting rock bottom and then like having this message come through so clear that you're here for a reason and you've been given this gift for a reason um, and you cannot give up now. And um, yeah, and it's like, and not to say that I've not had other difficult moments through like, cause I've had several, but it's just like, but I think every time I have them now, I'm just like, okay, like this is, this is not a joke. Like this is not some fluffy thing that I'm trying to do. You know, um, this is a calling and, mm. and just this belief that, that somehow like things are going to work themselves out. I just have to have that faith um, and just continue like staying faithful to this journey, um, challenging myself, opening myself up to experiences and to learning and um, yeah, to sort of get to where I know I can be and, and, and be the kind of artist I know I can be. Doesn't that always happen where we, we, we write some of our best music in some of the hardest times? And oh, then I know. Up, like, thank God. But then why did I have to go through I, right? I know. thing, right? <laughs> That's exactly, I was just like, really? Okay. That, we could have gone a different route, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but maybe but it would it not, it would not have had the same. the same. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would not have had the same, like that same impact and that, that same like passion and rawness and, um, so I am grateful that, you know, I am grateful for all the obstacles I've had to overcome because they, they really have led me to, to be the artist, the woman, the mother that I am, mm. you know, right now. So such great perspective. Yeah. So from the struggles to the opposite end of the spectrum, what is something that has happened that has been like mind blowing that you're like, Oh my gosh, pinch me. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. It was, it's a, uh, <laughs> I think it was, I was a year into my career. Um, so this was like in 2013. And um, one of the publications here in Seattle named me best folk singer. Mm. Uh, I literally had not even done anything. Like I think I'd played like a few shows here and there. And that was one of those things. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, are they for real? Wait, did you, <laughs> you know? submit something to them or did no? They- I didn't. Did I didn't even. Performing? No, I I didn't. Like it was so crazy because they had I'd um, chatted with the editor. And she was just like, hey, I'd love to have coffee with you because I've been hearing your name kind of pop up every once in a while. And she's like, I just want to know who you are. Mm. So I had coffee with her and we just chatted. And and then like, it was literally a month later that I get my friends like texting me. They're like, Naomi, you're like on the cover of Seattle Weekly. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and because they do like this best of um, every every August, like they do a best of, you know, anything in the city. And um and I was on the cover and I'm just like, wait, huh? It, yeah. To this day, like that still stumps me because wow. I was still so new into the, like the whole music scene. And I felt like I'd not even like planted my feet yet. You know, I had like a three song EP. That was all that I had. Mm. And so, yeah, so that it was, and it was a great way to launch my career, honestly, like, um, it really helped me to oh, have it gives that. You like, so much cred. Oh, absolutely! Like it, it really has, and I'm so, so grateful that that, that they did that to, you know, kind of help me launch my career. So I think that's so true that you know you can go out there and you can bust your butt to get PR and you can hire someone to help you, but when something comes up like that, that's totally out of the blue, that's unexpected, and you didn't even ask for. Yeah, that is the most amazing. Recently, someone sent me an email, and they're like 
asking me questions about my academy. And I'm like, how do you know me? And they're like, oh, I saw you on this blog. And I look and it's like one of the biggest blogs for business online. Oh, wow. How in the world did I get on this blog? And I'm like, they just like mentioned me, but they don't know me. Like how did they, you know, that's just the coolest thing when that happens. Yeah, it is. It's pretty amazing. So I want to talk just a little bit more. We touched on this a little earlier, but about, you know, how do you feel that music can really take a role in bringing people together of different cultures and races and, you know, what the role that music can play in just kind of changing people's mindsets with all the craziness that's going on nowadays with, you know, political issues and, and, you know, the us versus them kind of mentality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, w- one of the, um, <clears throat> I had this quote or interview that I'd read by Chinua Achebe, who is like this famous Nigerian author. Uh, and he talked about the role of the artist, which is whether it's a poet, a sculptor, a writer, whatever, like that their role is um, to create work for the sake of the community. Like you don't create art for the sake of art. You create it for the sake of community. And it becomes like a beacon, like, as, as artists, we become like a, a beacon of light to sort of like show people like this is this is the direction we need to head or this is the direction we need to be going. And I really have taken that as my philosophy as an artist, that that it, it is to um, empower people, inspire people, to remind them of like, this is who you are like this. And you are you're so much better than what you think you are right now. Um, and especially I think in the in this culture that we're finding ourselves in, like, I think music is so powerful because there's something that I feel like people are disarmed when they listen to music and people like sort of like they drop their defenses and mm, that's a great point, you know? And like, it's like, it, then it becomes like an entry where you're like, okay, so like this is, and I think part of it is like the whole energy thing, like and vibration and like it, it reaches people to a core that, or to in a level that, you know, me having a conversation with you might not. And, um, and so that's why I think like music is so important and especially what's happening in our country right now to just remind people like we're all humans, like we're, we're all just trying to figure this life out, you know? And like, none of us have like the absolute truth. Like every one of us is just trying to figure out like, what, what, what am I doing here? What, how can I be a part of what is good and what is, what brings life and what brings light and what inspires other people to become better versions versions of themselves. And like one of my favorite artists, um, Anjali Kijo from Benin has this amazing quote that she says that even enemies listen to the same type of music. Uh-huh. And to me, that is just like such a powerful reminder of like what music does, like that you could have two people who hate each other, but they might like the same artist or like the same type of music. And that to me, like becomes like the crack of hope. Like that's where that's where you find hope is, 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 is in music. That's the potential for common ground. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And I love that idea of like the lyrics can like penetrate through that hard shell of defenses that we create yep. that, you know, words or a, a discourse or argument cannot do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. And it must feel great to be a part of that kind of movement with your music. Oh, it's like, it's honestly, it's like I, greatest privilege of my life. That's all like, like, I, that's how I, I know how to frame it. It's like when I get people writing me from so many different countries and they're like, your music has changed. I'm just like, this is insane and amazing at the same time, you know, because I, I, I'm just a human being trying to figure, mm. you know, my life out. And to know that I've done something, that I've written something that has helped somebody become better or like 
like remember who they are, like who they really, really are, um, is honestly like the greatest honor and like the greatest privilege of, of my life. So yeah, I've, I've, I'm very grateful for that. So what, what kind of cause related events have you been able to be involved in because of the message of your music? Um, so a lot of the things that I tend to do are organizations, at least here in Seattle, that are, that help, especially women and children in, mm. in, well, that's like in Africa. Um, those are like the, the big, sort of like the big things that I've been able to do. Like today I have a show with, um, I'm performing with PATH and PATH is like, uh, is this organization that works with a, a lot of women and children and specifically in Kenya um, in terms of like diseases and um, getting them like better care. And so like, for me, I just like, I love being in places like that because again, it's like, it, it is like this reminder of like that everybody deserves a fair chance and um, at a good life and a better life. And and for those of us who've been privileged with the resources, like it is our job to show up in these places and, and support these people and kind of like sort of like raise humanity together. Like this is how we, you know, this is how we do it. So um, yeah. So th- those are the kind of like the areas that I tend to find myself like mostly drawn to. Is That's people who really are cool. To, yeah. I feel like it's really like living the dream, at least for me as a musician to be able to number one, make a living from my passion and also be able to contribute in a way to these causes by, you know, providing entertainment for events or inspiration, you know, through your music that they can use to further their cause. And I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's such a great combination of all the best things. It is. It truly, truly is. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So let's, um, I want to know, is there any <clears throat> like book or online resource or anything that you would recommend that has helped you along the way create this full-time career in music? Maybe it's, you know, about the music business or about songwriting or about like self-development, any of those areas. Yeah. Um, I think on different levels, like when it comes to the business side of it, I tend to, you know, whenever I have a question about something, like I tend to just Google and sort of, and like they're my go-to like Sonic bids. I like, you know, anything that I find on Sonic bids, I tend to like, I I read whatever articles they have on there. Um, CD baby, like I love, um, sort of like the guys that they have for, especially for independent musicians. I love that they, they have so many, so many resources, um, for independent musicians. And then just honestly, like discovering you and, and what you do was like so good for me because I think it's like the the first platform that was geared toward, towards women. Um, and I just love like, honestly, like getting your emails and kind of like reading them and they almost become like affirmations of like my journey. Mm. Cause it's like the things that I'm reading are, are things that I'm already thinking about and like, and maybe don't quite know how to frame them properly or like haven't seen like the full picture. And so when I get e- your emails, like, I'm just like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking. And it's nice to see somebody who's been doing this for a while that does affirm like, okay, I'm on the right path. Like I'm, I'm clearly doing something that, that works for me as, as a, as a woman, as a musician, as, as an independent artist. Um, so I would say like, those are the three kind of, you know, platforms that, um, that I tend to use now. That's really cool. I appreciate that. I definitely don't ask this question to fish for a compliment, but yeah, when yeah, no. people <laughs> mention it, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. love it. So, um, I have really appreciated all your input today and I know that the, the women and other musicians who are listening are really going to be inspired by your story, especially your ability to do this as a single mom. Yeah. So let them know how they can find you online. 
Absolutely. So you can find me, um, my website is always like the great place to start, um, which is naomiwashira.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and both handles are, I'm an African girl. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. And um, Facebook is probably the best way to get a hold of me. I'm not, I haven't quite figured out Twitter yet. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> this is not how my, my brain is wired. Um, but I, I love Facebook and Instagram. It's the same, the same handle. Okay, so I'm, I'm, an, I'm an African, African girl. girl. Got yeah. It. I'm an African girl. Um, and your last three. name, it's Naomi W. Washira. Yeah. W-A-C-H-I-R-A. Right. Just wanted to yeah. make sure if they're listening, they could type that in and know how yes. to spell that. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This oh, thank is you, so Bree. great and so helpful. And I really appreciate your time with our listeners today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.